Hello, 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 and welcome to this edition of A Quick Pipe. Now, are we ruled by midwits? This is the title of a very interesting article by Noah Carl that has just been published in Aporia magazine. And by the end of this video, I hope to have persuaded you that, yes, we are ruled by midwits, and to look at some of the evidence that this is the case. Now, what is a midwit? A midwit is a, ter is a term which describes someone that has significantly above average intelligence but who is not super clever who is not brilliantly clever who is who is you know who is clever enough to go to university and get a degree and get qualifications and play the game and therefore who thinks they're clever and perhaps even thinks they're cleverer than they are who thinks they're very clever but they're not actually that clever we're talking about an IQ of 115 perhaps 120 something like that so you would expect the, the typical lawyer the typical doctor the typical academic really to be um, a midwit. It doesn't mean an average IQ of 100. It means a person that is inte highly, inte reasonably intelligent, but, but not that intelligent and often not as intelligent as they think they are. That is the midwit. Now, are we ruled by midwits? Well, uh, Carl presents some quite interesting evidence that indeed we are. Uh, and the, the best example is the coin toss game. So the Royal Statistical Society asked members of Parliament, uh, if you toss a coin uh, twice, what is the probability that you will get two heads? Now, it seems to me that the answer is obvious. Um, it is um, half times a half. Uh, th th what, what else could it be? But 40% uh, of them, only 40% of them got that right. And among Labour MPs, only 23% of them got it right. Most of them thought that the probability was half. Now, as Carl points out, if you think about that, that's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, if you co if you tossed a coin a million times, would what would be the probability that every single time you would get a head or a tail, rather than what would be the probability you just get a head every time? It would be vanishingly small. So, how even in two cases can it possibly be fifty percent that you will you will get two heads? It can't be. It must be twenty five percent. Now, they, they redid this uh, in 2022, and this time 52% got it right, um, and there was no difference between Labour and Conservative. But even so, it's absolutely shocking that, such, that, 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 that there's such a basic failure to understand mathematics among members of Parliament. Although, in a way, there isn't, because, because members of Parliament overwhelmingly have humanities degrees. They're overwhelmingly people like lawyers and journalists. And so you, wouldn't, and so you would have expected them to have stopped doing mathematics when they were about 16 with their GCSEs um, and, and not thought about it much since. Uh, interestingly, by the way, 25% of the public uh, got that question right. So this would imply that members of Parliament are significantly more intelligent than members of the public. Uh, but obviously not that intelligent, not really very good at maths at all, which is quite worrying, Carl notes, if you consider that uh, uh, understanding COVID and so forth, a big part of that was understanding mathematics. And he looks at a number of other, a number of other examples of um, mathematical conundrums that were put to MPs, which they get absolutely wrong, uh, including those um, uh, uh, related to the spread of disease, which is a serious problem when you consider that we just had a COVID pandemic. Now, another thing that Carl uh, notes is that 77% of MPs interviewed British MPs felt confident with the use of numbers. But yet only this implies that a third of British MPs are both confident with the use of numbers and enumerate. Like very, very bad at maths, but confident they are good at maths, which is a terrible combination, really, and is the ultimate expression of midwittery, really, that, that, that you are confident that you are intelligent, you are confident that you are intellectually highly able, but you're not really that able. Uh, that, that, that is really the essence of midwittery, and that is what we're finding is the case with at least one third of MPs.
So um, they they do a bit better than the general public, and I would say that based on those numbers, you can probably estimate that it's about about you know like average IQ among MPs of 115, 120, something like that, i.e. midwit range. Now, another example, even more shocking, really, is that a, num a small number of MPs and peers of the realm were administered the SAT, which is a, a test that's taken by 11-year-olds, and only 50% of them passed English, and only 40% of them passed maths, compared to 72% and 71% of the children. Now, this obviously, I think, is, is a testimony to a serious problem with our exam system, that it teaches, ch teaches children to the test, they learn information off by heart without really understanding it, uh, and then they forget it. But again, this is telling you, you know, if these 11 year olds can do better than members of parliament and members of the House of Lords, um, it's, it doesn't really inspire us with confidence. So, yes, the answer is that we are ruled by midwits. We are not ruled by highly intelligent people. Now, why is this? I mean, I, what, what is going on? I want to ask two questions. One. Um, is there evidence that MPs were cleverer in the past? And two, uh, why would uh, clever people be decreasingly going into parliament if that's the case? Now, um, Carl notes two trends. One, in the opposite direction, the number of MPs that have degrees has gone up. But of course, that doesn't really mean anything because the, the degree the degree standard has 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 been uh, has been diluted, uh, and more and more and more people get degrees. So the fact that more and more people get degrees does not in any way imply that MPs have become more intelligent. I don't think it really implies anything at all. Uh, he also notes that um, among Conservative MPs, that the percentage that have degrees from Oxford and Cambridge has gone down, which might imply decreasing intelligence. I don't think that's the case for a number of reasons. Firstly, um, if you go back to the uh, the sixties, you had to have O level Latin in in order to go to Oxford or Cambridge and state schools for the most part did not offer O-level Latin and so therefore people from state schools just couldn't go to Oxford or Cambridge they were completely excluded so they just wouldn't go there so that's that so you're not comparing like with like in terms of the numbers in that way um, secondly, uh, th there was uh, uh, Oxford and Cambridge were not particularly meritocratic at that point. Um, um, if you read people's biographies, uh, autobiographies, and so forth, if you basically if you went to public school, you just get into Oxford or Cambridge after a bit of a chat. I mean, it wasn't highly competitive uh, like it is now. It only started to become highly competitive really in about sort of 1960, 1970, something like that. When uh, and then it was then you had the rise of like Durham University. But before that, Durham University was just a place that a university that Northern people went to um, from state schools um, and grammar schools. But then after that, you had all these people from public schools being rejected from Oxford and Cambridge, and they wanted to go somewhere a bit like it, and Durham was a bit like it, and so they went there. And then you had the rise of Durham University as a posh, prestigious university. Uh, before that was the case, it was just a university for northern people. So again, you're not, you're not really comparing uh, like with like. So I don't think you can say that just because the number of Oxbridge graduates among Conservative MPs has decreased, um, it's, it's saying anything about the intelligence. I think, I think a, a better marker would be to go through the vocabulary, uh, the, the uh, that is used by MPs in previous debates, and I imagine the vocabulary has become a lot simpler uh, across time as the calibre of MPs has gone down. And why would the calibre of MPs have gone down? Well, partly because the average IQ of the population is going down. So the average IQ of the population is going down. Obviously, the MPs, as the midwit range among the population, which is what they probably always have been, um, are therefore are therefore going to go down. That's the first thing. The second thing is that as the population gets more stupid, the average gets more stupid. And so as a member of parliament, as a person that's much more intelligent, you will have more difficulty communicating with the average person. 
um, and, and there's there's some evidence for that. That people that people that are more intelligent will simply have more difficulty communicating with stupider people. Uh, they they don't live in the same psychological world, and so therefore this rules out people that have outlier high IQ. Um, thirdly, there's some evidence that people that have outlier high IQ this is associated with autistic traits and so forth. And in a society that's very very concerned about causing offence, then people that are are prone to do that that have those kinds of autistic traits will be more likely to be cancelled, um, less likely to be able to successfully uh, become members of parliament. You, you, you don't get the, the Enoch Powells anymore, who was a professor of Greek at the age of 25 or whatever, uh, going, going into politics. And I, I think another reason is that intelligent people will, will tend to be associated, will, will tend to be uh, will gravitate towards socio-economic status and power, uh, and I would suspect that there is now less that the Parliament has less power and influence than it used to have. If you want to rule the world, go into go into big tech, go into something like that. Pa Parliament has less power than it used to have, and so this will presumably select out more intelligent people as well. Um, and and perhaps also there's just more of an understanding that um, if you of, of the risks of going into public life, if you go into public life, you can get cancelled, you can lose a lot of money and whatever, and perhaps in terms people will be less likely to do so for that reason because they will better understand sort of almost the, the, the dangers of so doing in a less democratic society uh, th that we now live in compared to a generation ago. But certainly the key point is we are ruled by midwits and in a time of national crisis that could be potentially very dangerous because the stupider you are the stupider the decisions tend to be and the more short term the decisions tend to be and the less uh, mathematically literate the decisions tend to be that you will make. Are you ready for the future of the West?